Welcome to CO Interviews, a production of GORCOM, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have them back because we need to have this discussion because the news cycle is moving faster than anything we've ever could have, could have expected. It's David Lukacs, he's the CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades on the CSC under LQID and for our friends in the US, LQAVF. Guys, look, 12 months ago, it was hard and we know it was for people to see the genius behind Liquid Avatar because they're so ahead of the curve. At the time, we talked about them and we're still talking about them, but we try to let people know that, okay, what is Liquid Avatar? They're a global blockchain personal identity uh, and fintech company, all right? And the idea was to provide individuals like you and me the ability uh, to manage and control a lot of parts of our of our online identity. At the time, a lot of it was uh, for commercial reasons, uh, but now as a big part uh, of this initiative, and as we've seen the news lately, ultimately it's the ability that Liquid Avatar provides for business, governments, and individuals like you and I to share and verify credentials. You know, like I said, at the beginning it was it could have been as more, uh, I think, corporate credentials and business credentials, credit cards, things like that. But verifying health credentials now has become top of mind. And everybody now realizes what Liquid Avatar was talking about 12 months ago. We, and we saw it first at the border where you know, airlines, want, airlines and countries want us to show our, that, we've been, that we have, uh, we've been vaccinated or have a COVID-19 test, a uh, negative test. But now almost everywhere we're seeing discussions about vaccine passports. And we're not talking about the politics side of that today. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the practicality of it, that whether you like it or not, politics aside, it's part of our world now and it's happening. Well, Liquid Avatar, all right, uh, is way ahead of this. For example, the Liquid Avatar verifiable credentials ecosystem, LAVC, right, was announced a long time ago and it was... It's, it's being built, it's been built and being support to support all the participants in the digital ecosystem, credentials ecosystem, like we just talked about, basically speaking, you, me, the government, business, you know, and other places. Uh, uh, and they're doing that using state-of-the-art blockchain uh, technologies, right? More than just lip service, all right, because a lot of companies come out and say things like that. Liquid Avatar is a voting and steering committee member of the Trust Over IP Foundation. They're also a founder and steering committee member of Cardia. Uh, that's a Linux, a V-Linux, a Linux Foundation uh, public health project. And they're also a founding member of the Lumetic Exchange, amongst other things. So they're way ahead of the curve, uh, but we still know people have a lot of questions. So here to talk about how Liquid Avatar fits into all this is David. Welcome back. Sorry for the long intro, but I want to make wow. sure people really understood <laughs> You know what it is the basics before we jump into this and 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 sadly george there's so much more we can talk about in the intro yeah. right it's it's um yeah. you know this is this is a fast-paced moving world and and i love the fact that you you said look we're not here to talk about politics i i think where we sit is we want to talk about social responsibility that that seems to be where we fit is it's not about the politics of you know um vaccinations it it's very much about is the person I'm sitting next to um, safe for me to sit next to? And, and that's got nothing to do with 
their 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 political views or their their worldviews. It's got to do whether I'm going to remain safe if I if I'm in a restaurant, in a movie theater, anywhere I go. Am I? What assurance do I have that I'm going to be safe? And and who's going to be socially responsible to themselves and to me to ensure that I am? And to be clear, um, what's great about Liquid Avatar is that you guys were way ahead of this, as I said in the intro. But government seems to at least be moving the big picture along very quickly now. I thought that this was going to be not vaccine passports, by the way, but I thought governments in terms of credentials, verified credentials, I thought this could be something three, four, five years down the road. I really mm -hmm. did. And here we are 12 months later because of COVID pushing it forward. Government is pushing the initiative forward, but you guys are still leading the charge when it comes to real specific technology, right? Because government has good intentions, big picture. So let's talk about, you know, vaccine passports. There's a lot of info coming mm -hmm. out, different solutions, just like government, different, some, some different out of Quebec, some different out of Ontario, BC, Europe. What are your thoughts on what's going on and, and how Liquid Avatar is going to fit in in the overall picture? Well, first of all, I think we said a few months ago, and I'm going to continue along the line that, you know, we're applauding government for making decisions to support, you know, citizens and businesses to, to get back to work as fast as possible um, and be safe and try and diminish, you know, the, F, the, the, the issues of, of, of Delta and, and potentially future waves. Um, it's a hard decision for government, we believe. Um, uh, you know, we, we, we continue to talk to a number of governments in Canada, as well as um, governments internationally. And it is a hard uh, situation for them to deal with because I don't know what the right analogy is. And, and we've talked about this, but governments are like, um, you know, multi-tandem trailers, a truck, you know, on a highway. It takes a while to change a lane where someone in a Ferrari can move very quickly to change lanes. So, so you know, the Ontario government in particular launched their digital strategy earlier this year. And they have this mandate to create digital credentials by the end of the year. Well, along comes COVID and the requirements and you know, pressure about getting something in market for, co for monitoring and, and, and mandating and, and validating COVID credentials. And all of a sudden, as much as the government doesn't want to react or does want to react, because again, I'm not talking about politics, how do you get something in that's effective and secure? I mean, we saw, and we applauded Quebec to come out to be the first province in Canada to use QR codes. But, you know, last week they were hacked. And- um, How were they hacked? What happened there? Well, the, the technology just isn't bulletproof. And, and, you know, people were able to get the premier's credentials and show that they could use them elsewhere. So, so the challenge is when it's not a verifiable credential, and let's take a step back for just a second, talk about what a verifiable credential is and I don't want to get technical because that's not fair and I'll probably owe you lunch if I get technical. Ah. Um, that's that's the standing situation. But at the end, but of the people day, do got to understand. Okay, what is? I know, I know, and, and it's, it's fairly simple. We use biometrics connected to a um, a digital wallet which has private and public keys in it, just like a crypto wallet. And and only the user of the wallet by using their biometrics has control over that. No one else can get into it because they don't have their private keys. And, and so when you use a QR system that's got, you know, relatively public data in it, there is, there are ways to get into that. And, and I'm not saying people were nefarious in hacking it. I think 
In fact, um, it might have been a white hat hacker, somebody who was a cyber. Yeah, they just want to show that hey, they want to show. So, so the so the challenge is, you know, now that that's been exposed and it's still a better than nothing solution, um, what does Ontario do next? And and how do they they you know how do they fit everybody into a solution while they're still working on their mandate of digital credentials? Can they even so, do it, David? I mean, they're not experts in this. And this is something that just, you know, has really come to the fore in the last few months, right? Look, realistically speaking, governments, my opinion has always been, all right, governments are fine, but it's a bunch of people brought together every four years, don't know each other. There's no way. I mean, it's one thing to say, how do we pick up the garbage better? You can get smart people in the room and don't know each other to figure that out. But I don't see how they can figure this out. So it's the good news that government is pushing the mandate, but eventually they're probably going to, I don't want to say the word fail, but they're not going to do it very well. And business is going to start reaching out to Liquid Avatar and say, hey, guys, we need this. Can you guys help us? Well, let, let me start by saying that the, the team at the Ontario government who are not politicians, but um, longstanding people in in the um, in the inner workings of how things happen in in Ontario, these are a, an amazing group of people, and they're all dedicated. Everyone we speak to at government levels is completely dedicated in supporting citizens. It's they're not trying to do any knee jerk reactions. So I think um, I think you know we've got to take into account that we do have a lot of of, of great um, people in civil administration that are doing an amazing job and and the team we're aware of is is, is just amazing. I, I want to use that because I yeah. want to say that that it's so true. Um, and then politicians might have to react quicker, but it's not that they're reacting because they don't want to do something. It's just how do you move that multi-tandem trailer, you know, to two, two lanes over when traffic is heavy. And so- And right now it's moving at a hundred miles an hour. It's going exactly. So and, and so, right. So Liquid Avatar- Right, Liquid Avatar has stayed its course. And we are, um, we are working with um, a lot of different organizations and a lot of different corporations and a lot of different um, industries that want a long-term solution to the problem, not a short-term fix. And, and so right. that's really important. That's, that's been our mandate um, to, to manage and support uh, digital credentials. And we look at that in the travel industry. We look at that in the, in, in, in the venue issues. And when we, let's just talk about venues for a second. So there is this balancing act with venues, and we're talking to quite a few venues right now, and we're talking, you know, professional sports arenas and organizations, and they're going, how do we balance the needs of the consumer who wants to get into a venue very quickly with the fact that we have to do another verification, aside from just ticketing and security, and we're encouraging them to balance the fact that they want to operate at 100% capacity. But if they have an outbreak inside that that's traced back to that arena or that stadium, their business might be diminished because the you know, governments might say, well, you have to have three spaces or two spaces or one space between patrons. Um, it is not something that facility managers are used to. This is, you know, imagine when, we, and we all know when we did have security to get into uh, a building and no one checked a satchel, a purse or anything else, but now they had to add that. Now they're adding another layer, which can slow down traffic getting into a venue. So there's lots of issues that are logistics that need to be dealt with. And, and we know that people want everybody to move very quickly. And we have been moving at a massively fast pace. I mean, we announced LAFC several months ago. And, and you know, in our recent disclosures, 
you know, we talked about where we are in the build, but since then we've, we've added a lot of layers and we're already showing uh, commercial demonstration and, and we're, you know, working on, on agreements with partners um, to bring this to commercial fruition. But at the end of the day, we're taking the position that this is not a short-term fix. We have to be part of the solutions of a short-term fix, but we have to look at the long game because it's not, George, just about health credentials. It's about, you know, passwords and it's about educational credentials and it's about um, access and, and, and qualifications and identity. So this is a long-term play. So, you know, what? while Harry Potter was sort of the impetus for e-commerce because Scholastic allowed everybody who bought one of the Harry Potter books to get it two days earlier, I believe, if they bought it online, COVID is the catalyst or the impetus for verifiable credentials. And we have to keep in mind that this is a long play. If, you know, let's talk about Google for just one sec. I know there's a lot of things you said, but the Chrome browser was not the first browser. It was, the, I believe, the second or the third major browser. So it's not always that first wins. And it's been proven in industry. First usually spends a lot of time building market, creating market. And then we, so we're, we're part of consortiums and that is the Good Health Pass. And now we're a member of the um, uh, COVID Credential Initiative. And we're working with CCI, which is another uh, Linux Foundation um, uh, project. We're working with all these organizations to make sure we're at the forefront, that we're, we're leading from the front and corporations and organizations are seeing that with us. You start off by being very gracious to the uh, people of the Ontario government. And no doubt that's 100% genuine and authentic. Mm -hmm. But no matter how good they are, here's an unintended consequence that I'm gonna that I'm seeing that I think could be a major problem and why someone like Liquid Avatar is gonna be necessary. I saw the news yesterday. There was a family from Ontario vacationing in Quebec. They could not get served in a restaurant because they had their Ontario credentials. They had it all, they're fully vaccinated, everything. But because the Quebec restaurant had no way of recognizing the Ontario credentials, they couldn't get they couldn't get, they couldn't get food. To eat. That's happening everywhere, George. The, the term is called interoperability. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, which is yeah. that could be a this the unintended consequence I'm fearing is people say, well, there's no point in me going on vacation mm -hmm. to Quebec or vice versa or BC or the right. US because I'm gonna show my Ontario credentials. I mean, I was just in California, as you can see from the tent. I was just not as <laughs> nice tan. They, I don't know if they're going to recognize my Ontario credentials, right? right? And that's a major problem because I'm thinking, well, what's the point of going on vacation? What's the point of going on a business trip if, I, if I'm going to get locked out of all these places to begin with? So with all of these different systems, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't see how they can talk to one another because there's no They don't. They so don't. Is they, that they, where Liquid Avatar comes yeah. in and says, hey, we're the glue. We're complete interoperability. What you the term you used? Interoperability. And, interoperability and and that's part of what um we're we're um you know part of our founding membership at cardio which is which is part of indicio and and um people might remember we made an investment into indicio and um we're actually at a, what's called an interopathon next week testing the interoperability i know it sounds it's like a hackathon it's so geeky it's so geeky. I, I, great. Yeah, I, I, I can't say i'm leading it at our end but it's it's sort of a geekathon yeah um um but we're testing interoperability, and that is a big that is a big issue because one system won't talk to to another. Um, the Liquid Avatar system is interoperable with a number of different platforms, including 
um, uh, because of our uh, relationship with the Good Health Pass, a lot of uh, travel systems around the world. And all our, all our schemas, the way that we manage data is all built on frameworks that are accepted by you know, um, hundreds of, com- of countries. So we're, we're with you on that. That, that if I wanted to That's say something that problem. is a challenge, it's, it's, you know, Quebec has one system, Ontario has another system, Manitoba has a system, BC is considering another system, New York has another system. And in fact, we were on uh, a call yesterday with one of the um, um, uh, New York City um, major sports um, teams and venues. And, and it's not that this is anything that will happen or won't happen. It was a wonderful discussion, but they asked, uh, you know, what happens if someone comes in from out of state and wants to, you know, get into our arena? How, how do you solve that problem? Yeah, it's a major problem. And, and we were on the phone yesterday as well with one of the governing bodies of one of the major sports organizations. And, and again, the same question comes up. Our system handles that. That's why we've got to take this long-term approach because the, the, the short answers, the, the Ferrari changing lanes is not going to help us because we need to transport millions of people and they won't fit in a two-seater. So, you know, we've got to make sure that we're building something that has the right pieces at the table um, and is interoperable, not only in Canada across provinces or across the US, but if I want to go to France and I want to get into France or I want to go to the UK or I want to go anywhere that, how do I get on an airplane, right? And how do I you know, bypass um, certain issues? How do we integrate more testing facilities? I, I mean, these are questions we're dealing with on a daily basis, but the way we've built our system, it's not only interoperable, but George, it is, um, it, it doesn't leave data on your phone. That's another big issue. We're, we're, we do what's called custodial work, which means we're not letting things sit on the phone that if your phone is lost, stolen or compromised, you've got a problem, it's in the cloud. So there's lots of security measures and we're using the latest in communication technologies that involves decentralized identifiers or DIDs. I mean, we've really made sure that we're building something that we believe, and everybody of course always has to do their own due diligence, that we believe has a long-term future-proof approach. Um, If I hear you right, the great thing about Liquid Avatar is you're not requiring the entire world to become your customer you can actually just plug into existing systems, right? Yeah. So you don't, So people watching at home aren't going to think, well, how the hell is David going to get a France, an airport in France and a business in Greece and a, and a Delhi in New York to all be on Liquid Avatar? What you're saying is because these consortiums you're involved with mm-hmm. or as a standalone, you're able to plug in and create interoperability. Yeah, on top of that, George, we, we have two approaches to beyond just the interoperable approach. I mean, everybody, um, you know, has heard time and time again about the Liquid Avatar mobile app, which the new version is almost ready to come out. And it is, oh my gosh, it is. I'm so excited by that because it's there. It's light years ahead of where we were. We listened to the feedback and we brought in this amazing UI UX team to, to help us with it. And, and, and everyone who has seen it under MNDA has been just so happy with it, but that's just one part of it. We also have developed what's called SDKs or software software development kits that allow us to plug into other apps. So we're starting to talk to parties that already have their own apps and their own constituents about using the Liquid Avatar digital wallet. And here's what the really cool part is, is if George has an app and, and Mary has an app, 
um, and they have liquid avatar um, SDKs and wallets inside their app. So Fred comes along and he's got Mary's app and he's got George's app. And Fred looks inside of Mary's app and sees his credentials for Mary's app. And then he goes to George's app and sees the credentials in George's app. It's the same wallet. He only had to sign in using the same credentials or same biometrics once on either of those wallets. There, and then if he's got liquid avatar, he can see the credentials from Mary's app and George's app right side of inside of liquid avatar. So it is an ecosystem view. It's a world view of, of what you have in your wallets. And, and, and so it's one, one ring to rule them all kind of thing from the Lord of the Rings, but it still, it still allows everybody to maintain their own um, control over their identity and apps to feel and to, to be able to get specific credentials that are only germane to them to be in the inside their app. Last question on this, and then we'll talk mm -hmm. about your financing quickly, but last, last mm -hmm. question on this. Is it, fair, is it fair to say that your phone is already ringing because government is setting the tone and they're trying to come out their own solutions, but businesses and large organizations are seeing the writing on the wall. They're saying, okay, we need to get ahead of this because it's coming. Uh, is, your, is it fair to say that it's driving at least business inquiries i don't want to say business because you'd be reporting it but yeah yeah the answer is absolutely true it's not only it's not only business and organizations calling us i mean we've we've had the good fortune to talk to a lot of the major um business organizations in canada in the last couple of weeks and um, um you know we're in the process of joining several of them but we've had some amazing discussions and they've made introductions and our associations are making introductions because we're, we're sitting at, at sort of at the front of the curve. I, I don't want to say we're alone at the front of the curve. And because of our interoperability, um, other partners are coming to the table that have other services that are complementary to what we're already producing and, and, and wanting to be part of our ecosystem and we want to be part of theirs. And then um, even events are now coming to us and saying, okay, well, we're confused. What do we do? Um, and then our advisory committee is bringing us um, opportunities and leads. It is it's been really, really quite busy, and we're quite excited about this. And again, we've got our ear to the ground on ensuring that we're listening to what governments are saying and, and, and being able to react in government, what governments are saying. But they're doing the best they can with the tools that they have. And, and we've made um, governments quite aware that we're, we're, we're here. We're here to help. We're here to answer inquiries, support them, and um, also to be marketplace partners. Um, to be able to advance um, their mandates and strategies in a way that are going to support the citizens of the province, the country, or or the globe. Last question. Period. A little separate. You you just did a U.S. institutional private placement, right? Uh, which isn't your typical private placement for Canadian small caps. So mm -hmm. Small cap. Why did you go that route, uh, and why do you think that's most valuable to your your company and the shareholders? Well, I, I've seen a lot of comments out there and I've had a lot of inquiries and it, 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 it was, we, we were looking at, um, again, what people might remember is we looked at our wallet, uh, our warrant acceleration program first, because, you know, the, this is a growing um, company that is, that is building world-class technology. It doesn't happen on paper clips and shoestrings. You need to have the right people and the right teams in, in place. And, and so we looked at our warrant acceleration program and that wasn't as successful as we would have liked it to be that, you know, you can't offer um, under the rules, you can't offer an accelerator with a, with a, um, a value added proposition if the warrants above the strike price, because then it doesn't, it doesn't make economic sense to, to anyone. 
Um, so that that was a little bit confusing, I think, to the market. And we had a, and we had a number of, of, of conversations, inquiries, and and H.C. Wainwright um, started doing some due diligence on us. They wanted to make sure that that we fit their pattern. And if anyone's looked at some of their financings, they are substantially bigger than what we did. I mean, substantial. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 um, we talked to them on a on a Thursday afternoon, and they offered to raise money that evening. Like, this wasn't, you know, it's sort of Americans move big and fast. And we said, "What do you mean this evening?" Like they said, "No, no, this evening." And 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 within four hours, we had an offer, uh, a a binding offer on the table. Now, what what people need to understand, which is not very normal. Um, uh, in Ontario, everyone understands if you do a private placement, it's got a four month hold. And then what we typically see after the four months is that a lot of people um, politely sell their position to keep the warrants and get out of the deal and return their money. That's what happens. So that's, in that four month period, reality. right, that's the reality. And, and in that four month period, the company has money, it starts to move its mandate forward. And if it does its job properly, the stock the stock reflects its activities, hopefully, and we see a, a value lift in the stock. That's traditionally what we see. And then four months later, you know, the world changes and it, and it crashes, in some cases, crashes back down. And we, um, given new rules in Ontario that were brought in by the OSC and supported by the exchanges, um, if there is only um, a, a certain investment group that does not include Canadians, does not include Canadians. That stock does not have a four month hold. It is free trading day one. So what is the value proposition of the company? One, they moved like lightning and they were phenomenal to deal with. Phenomenal to deal with. They were, we're speaking at their conference in a few weeks. Um, you know, we're, we're um, speaking to people and, they're, and they've introduced us to a number of parties. Um, so they've been really great in supporting us in our US efforts. Um, uh, but the other value proposition is, is by giving them free trading shares up front, you know what their position is going to be day one. You don't have to wait for four months. So yes, it's been a bit painful initially, um, but now the company gets to execute on its mandate without that massive overhang sitting, waiting for it in four months. So while people are, are, are may not be thrilled with with the execution um, um, it, it is it was one born out of the fact that our warrant holders um, you know we're not all participatory in our efforts and that happens and everybody has a right to do whatever they want and secondly the company is on a on a very fast execution plan and and needs additional capital or needed additional capital to get there and, and that's I I got to add, American investors, I think, tend to be, and Canadian investors are great, but mm -hmm. American investors tend to be even more bullish about great technologists. And I guess that's why I didn't yeah. know that, but, you know, they gave you an offer that night. It, uh, it, it not only gave us an offer, the money was ready for us that evening. By wow. time, the time, the, the release went out at almost 11 o'clock at night, and we started this at 5 o'clock, and by 8.30, it was done. Like, I mean, I don't know how you do it better. And, and yes, it was, it was small by their standards, but, you know, uh, candidly, um, you know, we met every objective that they gave us and, and they were happy about it and we're happy about it. And no, do we, do we like the short-term pain of the situation? 
Of course not. We're shareholders. We're major shareholders. But we see the long-term opportunity that we now have U.S. groups are coming to the table, which many of our, our friends in the small cap market or micro cap market in Canada don't have that same opportunity. We have new sources of, of capital that we didn't have four weeks ago. David, congrats on being such a pioneer and being way ahead uh, of this space. Like I said, 12 months ago, uh, people just didn't see the genius. I saw it, but I thought it was three, four, five years out, right? And here we are today. And congratulations on the, on the money raise in order to keep that growth going. Uh, given what's happening around the world every day now, I'm assuming we're going to have you back a lot more. Uh, so enjoy your, hopefully you get a breathe over Labor Day long weekend uh, and let's have you back as soon as possible. Well, thank you, George. It's always great to be here. Really appreciate it. For everybody watching at home uh, or if you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform, you've been hearing David Lukacs, the CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, Trades on the CSC under the stock symbol LQID. And for our friends in the U.S. under LQAVF, you got to do your due diligence, guys. Get to liquidavatar.com right above, right above David. Start your due diligence there. Also get to the profile page on Agoracom because, as David said, after my intro, there's so many other things going on in Liquid Avatar. But today, specifically, we're talking about uh, the Liquid Avatar verify, uh, verifiable credentials ecosystem and what's going on in the news cycle today. But do due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.